Hello and what? I was going to do an intro, but he just wants to talk. Ken, the Center of Excellence is offering a discount on cryptozoology diplomas. Do you want to do one? How much are they? They went from £127 to £29 to get a diploma in cryptozoology, and it has Bigfoot as its cover. Well, do I have to write essays or do I just apply? It just says get offer. I said the center of excellence. So I, oh, I mean, it's got to be good. How many? Ten modules. Lifetime access. Okay. <laughs> you can go on a six month payment plan for 29 pounds. <laughs> How poor are the people who get on this? <laughs> Two extra euro a month, and they become cryptozoologists from it. Does Susie cover it? Do I get on the laptop scheme for it? Can I get on the here scheme? Do you want the Grammarly? Do you want to hear the modules? Yeah, go on. Module 1 is the concept of cryptozoology. Module 2, this is where it gets big, I think. Loch Ness Monster. Oh, that, yeah, that's, that's a big module. I'd want to do that one. Module 3, the Kraken and other sea monsters. It's the Loch Ness Monster, that one. <laughs> module 4 is giant anacondas of South America. <laughs> Aren't they real? <laughs> I think that, that's just an animal. Like. <laughs> they had to slip a real one to legitimize the whole process. <laughs> okay, module five. This. What is the difference between five and six? Five is the legend of Bigfoot, and module six is the Yeti. Surely they're close enough you could teach them in the same module. No, they're <laughs> very distinct. It's two different professors. Surely there's like not enough on how long are these modules? Oh, they're, they're fifteen minutes of reading a Wikipedia article. <laughs> Part one is the imprint of Bigfoot. Part two is folklore of the American frontier. Part three is the beginnings of Bigfoot mania and Bigfoot. Is it fact or is it fiction? And then you get an assessment. <laughs> oh no, it gets better. Seven. El Chupacabra, typical, you'd expect it. Yeah. But then eight and nine, Thunderbirds and Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> they, they legalize weed in Ireland uh, medicinally. No. It's legal now for like type, certain types of cancer and some other shit as well, but like it's really hard to get apparently. I think it's like thing for epilepsy as well. I feel I know a lot of people who are going to start, like, putting their head in the microwave to try to get cancer, to try to get hooked up with some. I know a lot of people who would take the risk. I think the government should give out weed for free during COVID. So every, every week you get sent, like, a cube. <laughs> Honestly, Skip. I know people who've been smoking throughout COVID, and they're not the same people they were. I think, like, if the government did that, unemployment would be higher after COVID than before COVID and during COVID. No one would ever go back to work. It would just be massive protests to continue getting 
the 25 bags every week. That's all I remember. <laughs> now, I found a great source in this called MrCannabisIreland.com. <laughs> Sounds reputable. <laughs> I, um, I do enjoy... There's a guy, actually, he... He had an old page, I don't know if you know it, it's called Legalize Weed Ireland. But um, he he literally just, he started off trying to legalize weed, but then... He, he moved on to crack. Well, he very quickly and suddenly turned it into a massive Facebook page giving out about his ex-wife. And that's all he ever <laughs> talked about, was how much of a bitch his ex-wife was, and not letting him see the kids, and how he needed weed to deal with it. Like, he'd tie weed in. To try stay on message, but it was all really about bitching about his wife. He didn't even talk about anything else. Facebook pages about things like that are so funny to me. Dude, like, you know Facebook groups? Uh, there's like a million videos of Facebook groups where they're like, this is like a Facebook group for like Grey's Anatomy's fans. But like you go into it and it's just like fucking like 50-year-old women getting tick at each other. <laughs> yeah. I Facebook has devolved into um, into just a cesspool of idiots fighting each other every single day. Like, what's well, funny think... to me was was that like Facebook used to be like the hip thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it used to be like something that like people wanted to be on, and now it's just like no one wants to be on Facebook except like fifty six year old women named Lorraine. Yeah. Yeah. The um. Did you see my auntie said happy birthday to me? Is that what you're saying, Lorraine? <laughs> no, I didn't. Lorraine's just such a generic Irish woman name. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. She um. It turned into like I think a lot of like Facebook's devolved into just like a gladiator pit. Like people just fight nonstop every day. There's no friendships no and no one has any common ground it's just someone makes what they perceive to be a brilliant point and then like fucking it's it's really actually very stupid and someone can take that out to him in the most horrible way humanly possible you know there's just never a moment of like levity or or like of, of kindness it's just awfulness and then you have the articles on it alone which are just built to provoke people to comment so that they can get more interaction and thus more ad money, you know? Yeah, like, I don't know, like, Facebook's just a dead zone. Like, I go on Facebook now and it's just, it's, it's people I didn't like from my secondary school and, like, elderly, like, friends of my mom or, like, relatives. That's it, like. Yeah, it's funny because Instagram used to get so much slack for being, like, the place for, um, for, uh, I guess, like, narcissistic people. Mm. But um, it's definitely become Facebook now. Like, you know, anyone who's updated their profile picture in the last two years has a narcissism problem. And that's just a very fact. <laughs> Calling me out there. <laughs> I don't even remember. I was thinking of someone else when I said that. But, it's, um... it's just like, if you use Facebook, the only reason I use Facebook is... For it's it's kind of funny we're 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 doing this over, uh we're doing this over Messenger, 
Um, I'm bitching about Facebook, but like that's the only reason I use Facebook anymore. Is just because like Messenger's like handy. I use it for almost exclusively for taking a shit. It's like my I'm gonna be on this toilet for the next forty minutes. So <laughs> this is my waste time, and I don't want to have to do anything other than watch like people jumping off things and non like sharks attacking things and just i just want to see a lot of nonsense for that 40 minutes you know i think another like disadvantage of facebook is that it's so easy to accidentally like stuff on facebook compared to like instagram or or twitter or whatever well twitter doesn't really matter but like it's so easy to be like snooping someone's profile and accidentally hit like whereas like instagram like you kind of you have to tap twice you have to hit the little button but the button's like it's kind of hard to reach unless, like, unless like you scroll with your left hand. So you have to like intentionally like someone's posts. Like, there's plenty of times where I've wanted to like someone's post and I've not liked it by mistake because I like didn't tap enough or whatever. Yeah. So I, think... I honestly think too. There's been like a big push away from actually posting. Like, almost like people I used to know who post on a lot of apps all the time. Like nobody seems to post on anything anymore. You know, it seems like that's like a dead. Earth, yeah, you know? yeah. I know there's like a few girls I know who like regularly update their Instagram stories, like they're celebrities. It doesn't make sense to me. I just I'm like, no, stop this. Is Emmett one of those girls? <laughs> Emmett, I wasn't thinking of Emmett. I was actually thinking of a specific girl that I won't mention. But um, yeah, Emmett does update his story. But to be fair, he does like run a podcast. Um, well, it was a, a big thing before the podcast. Yeah, that's I think fair. Like his entire life was a prep for the podcast. <laughs> but he has announced he's getting off social media today. Oh, did he? Yep. How long will that last? I think Emmett's more. I think Emmett's more addicted <laughs> to the social media than the beer. Yeah, hundred percent. But people like that though, like people who, like. Emma's definitely the biggest offender I know, but there is people who, like, they cannot get off it, you know? Even me, now, I'm, I was thinking about getting rid of Facebook. But I just felt like, you know, I don't know, it was partly, too, because I didn't feel I have a bad relationship with it, you know? Like, I'm not, I don't really, I just use it for mindlessness, you know? And maybe that's bad, but, like, you know, I'm not really going to be, I'm not going to be doing something super productive at work anyway, you know? Like, if I'm, like, well, that sounds bad, but, you know, if I'm, like, if I'm at work and I'm, I'm, uh, like, cleaning a building or something, you know, just like my fucking college job. Like, if I'm fucking walking around the building on Facebook for 10 minutes, nothing is, you know, I'm not hindering anything, you know. I'm not getting in the way of my life to be on Facebook. I think Facebook, like, for me, is, like, one of the most harmless ones. Because, like, Twitter is, like, I don't go on Twitter much anymore. But, like, because when I did, like, I would get, like, there would always be some outrageous thing going on. I was just getting pissed off. It was just like people just bitching out. Like I think Twitter is way worse than Facebook, for like people getting angry, because like, maybe it's different in like America, but like my Facebook page, like Irish family, like they don't really do a whole lot. They just post pictures of like their kids, and like, update like where they were. Oh, I had a coffee in Costa today. You know, shit like that. So it's nothing that like annoys me, whereas like, Twitter annoyed me and like. Instagram also, like, I don't really care about Instagram. It doesn't annoy me at all, either. It's just, they're just nothing. Like, I, I don't think I'm addicted to, like, social media in that sense. Like, I'm, I'm probably addicted to other 
uh, maybe if you call like YouTube or whatever a uh, social media, I wouldn't. But then I guess that's it would be harder for me to give that up. But like I think if Facebook disappeared in the morning, my life would change like nothing. Yeah, why do they think Instagram's the worst? Yeah. Instagram's so hard to lose, man. Snapchat it's might be. Snapchat's pretty bad as well. I I was locked out of my Snapchat for six months, and I got back in it there like three days ago, and I literally went in it once, and I I never went back in again. Like you know, it's... Snapchat is something I've noticed because like I was recently single, so like I was like on Tinder and stuff, adding girls on Snapchat. A lot of girls, like, they only care about their fucking Snap score. So, like, they'll just start a streak and, like, n do nothing else. Just to say, uh, since you said you're not single anymore, we lost half our female audience. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, um, I think certain women are, are... The one thing I think that kills Snapchat in the time since I was gone, actually, is the private stories. Because, like, the only reason I ever went on Snapchat is because, like, it was, like, a weird way to, like, check in on people that you mildly care about. Yeah. yeah. Now, with the private stories, it's like it never happens, you know? Like, you might see, like, two stories where before, like, if I went on to Snapchat in a given day, there'd be, like, 50,000 stories going on, you know? It'd be, like... I couldn't get through them all. Do you remember years ago when like Snapchat was first getting big? You used to be able to be able, used to be able to see people's like top friends, like who they messaged the most. Yeah, yeah. That's like that definitely ruined so many relationships. Yeah, it was a thing on Instagram as well. You could see who people most recently followed. That um that happened on Instagram too with the stories, didn't it? Like private stories. Yeah, you have you have close friend stories and then like your normal story. The thing for me at Snapchat is I have a private story and if I'm ever uploading something, I only ever upload it to my private story because why would I I don't why would I ever upload it to my main story, do you know what I mean? Like I it's, it's so narcissistic to say like, Oh, those random dudes I met on my side need to know that I you know, had pizzinis, you know, it's Yeah, like I would never like, I don't upload stories very often, but when I do, I never upload to my main story, because, like, uh, like anyone I want to talk to is on my private story. Yeah. <clears throat> I am... Um, I think, like, social media is kind of dying. I think, I think it is, too. I think there's, like... I've seen someone, and this is probably a bad take, but i seen someone saying that, like, places like TikTok or, like, um, what's the new one that like Elon Musk is raving about? Chat chat room, I think it's called, or something like that. Chat. It's not chat related. Chat chat something. Um, they're calling them like they called this video called them anti-social media, because essentially, they're not used for communicating to anyone. They're used for communicating outward. Without receiving any input to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like you just watch videos of people on TikTok. You don't really, like... I message people on TikTok, but I only send them videos. I, I never, like, message them like you would on, like, Facebook or or, or um, Snapchat, like. Messenger is kind of dominating, too. Because I think a lot of people there for a while were, like, 
switching off Messenger to like text people on Snapchat, but I think Messenger is really rebounded now. Like it's the only well, one. I the main the main advantage of Messenger is that you can it overlays over apps, so you don't have to stop doing whatever you're doing. Like if you're watching a video, you can quickly mm. respond to a message without having to go out of it. Because like and Snapchat. Like, like yeah, the, I know the, loads of guys who were talking to girls on Snapchat, and they were just like, "This is the most painful thing ever." Because I'm watching like some YouTube video, and like we're texting every five minutes, and I have to keep getting out of the YouTube video to reply, and then go back into it. You know? It's yeah, like, it's, it's like I get that's the appeal of Snapchat that you can't see the message; you have to open it. And I know, like, I I remember seeing once this most psychopathic thing I've ever seen, but it was on, it was like a YouTube video on how to like read a message on Snapchat without alerting the other person. And it was like so complicated to do, and I was just like, "What? Just read the message at that point. Like, just fucking open it, and leave them on read if you if you're that desperate." Snapchat too is like a hundred percent built for nudes. It wasn't built to like mm. take a huge amount of conversation. It was just built for like kind of thoughty girls to send big pics, you know? Yeah. The the also the notion of people I've seen this recently. It was like a tweet, and it was like the notion of people who have like public and private Snap profiles. So you can do that. Like someone can subscribe to your public profile. It's like like there's girls I know who have like they they don't they don't have any following online, but they have a public private Snapchat profile. And like I go into it, and I realize I'm subscribed to them. I'm not like friends with them. I'm like, the fuck is this? Well, where are you getting these notions from? That like. I want to subscribe to your fucking Snapchat page. Can I just add, Joe? Yeah. Emmett said 41 minutes ago, I'm taking a break from social media. Five minutes ago, he said competition time. Who wants to win a mug? (laughs) 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 I just realized we never did an intro, so hello. That's it. That's the intro. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you haven't listened to us before, I'm Ken. I'm joined by Sean. We normally have Darren. He's not here because he's probably getting rolled, I'd say. No, no, no. Darren's one of these, like, hairy men, hairy men who the woman just tells him what's up and he's been told to have dinner. <laughs> That's what's going on. <laughs> uh, Darren's yeah. currently giving up his favorite hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Darren is actually um, really sad about the Secret Santa thing falling apart because he was saying that he hasn't done anything with anyone for so long. Yeah, he was talking to me yesterday because um, behind the curtain, uh, we tried to record this yesterday, but it, it fell apart. So but anyway, I was talking to Darren. He was. <laughs> you forgot to save. I forgot to save the video. I won't do that this you time. Talk, you can talk about all this technical. You just forgot to hit the button. I forgot to press the save button. Leave me alone. It happens to the best of us. It happens <laughs> to all men. Um, yeah, and now Darren has been... Um, he's been taken away from us. Yeah, grabbed. Mm-hmm. We don't have anyone to talk about Nazi gold, but like not talk about it for 15 minutes. 
That was another time when his girlfriend actually might have hogged him a bit. But she didn't even do anything. She was just in the room and he didn't like talking about it because she was there. Talking about Nancy Gold is his hobby and her being there ruined it. <laughs> but like she was, like you could hear her in the background being like, go on, it's fine. And he's just like, no, no, I'm just going to hold off till you leave. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen like, um, Ant baby antelope when like a cheetah comes by they like lay down the grass and pretend not to exist <laughs> that was Darren just, he was just standing dead still in the bedroom hoping Jan would just leave and he would be safe <laughs> uh, it's, he's a funny man but, I remember uh, when we all went camping over the COVID-19 summer and we did all these outdoor activities which is safe and it was in the time of not level five. Yeah. But we um, <clears throat> we were all hanging out, and um, everyone decided because we were all hammered to walk back to the cars, which is like a is like a <laughs> kilometer down the road. But Jan just said no. <laughs> Darren was like a dog who'd had like the owner picked up the leash and then put it back down again. He just got a disappointment wave through his body which is oh <laughs> and uh, I've never felt worse for a man <laughs> that was a funny old trip we got fucking <laughs> lost like we, we went to go to those cars but me and Sean were talking so we just kept going and weren't like paying attention to where the cars were and it was only because we saw a car we realised we were on the fucking road coming out <laughs> we were all wearing black clothes too at like 3 o'clock in the morning yeah, we could have easily <laughs> gotten run over <laughs> There was like we'd walked boys too were doing like fucking disclaimer handbrake turns in the car park. We just hadn't noticed. Like it wasn't just like it was a group of five of us. I mean, Sean just didn't notice that they had gone. Did I just admit that the boys were drunk driving? Possibly. No. <laughs> the boys were <laughs> sober. They were stone sober. It was me and Sean. Look. This all happened over a long period of time, and I've admitted to nothing. But um, yeah, no, it was it was very much a it was very much a chaotic night. But um, yeah, this was not level five, so everything was okay. Yeah, but now we're in like a permanent level five, so nothing is ever okay, and we have to forever and ever exist in perpetual fear. Because at any point, COVID could get you. Yeah, it could catch you. I, I went around the corner this morning and Gold was just waiting there with a bat. Yeah, that's what it does, man. That's what we have to stay at home, you know? COVID, COVID will beat you up and rub your, rub your jacket. COVID is like that criminal who robs all people's homes, you know? It's just an absolute scumbag <laughs> and we have to try to catch it. COVID is a yabba. COVID gets its store money and then goes beats up old people. <laughs> COVID <laughs> waits outside the, the fucking post office for old people to get their pension. Yeah, yeah. And every single time it gets someone, you know. Prince yeah. Philip, he got, he got it. <laughs> yeah. It's um, a big pension there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you a funny story I heard actually recently? Go on. There was a, um, an Irish gangster back in the day called uh, The General. There was a movie about him. Oh, know? yeah, I, I know this story. But um, he got... Uh, he kidnapped the bank clerk and then put one of his own boys in the kidnap group to try to win over the favor of the banker, bank clerk. But um, 
the whole ruse fell apart when the police officers discovered that the guy who was meant to be be kidnapped was collecting his doll money. <laughs> they had to uh, both yeah. open the investigation. But um, yeah, that is the that is essentially Ireland. That's that's how it works. I remember seeing that in Reeling in the Years before. <laughs> Reeling in the Years is the only good thing RT has ever done. <laughs> it has never amounted to as much than when they did Reeling in the Years. Now, of course, they're, they're eating babies, but that's, um, that, that's all for like health, you know? That's nothing to do with quality <laughs> content. Fucking Reeling in the Years, like, it was the best thing RT has ever done, and it's just a clip of stuff that happened. <laughs> it's just 40 minutes of oh do you remember this <laughs> but it's so crazy because like so much of it is like remember when that bomb went off you know it's like yeah really the years, the, anytime it gets like the 1980s it's just like do you remember the time like 300 people were killed by the IRA yeah I remember hearing about the that fucking guy like blown up on his fishing boat on reading in the years and I was like eight. Hey. I was like what the fuck <laughs> Yeah, I remember, like, the first time I, like, watched Reason in the Years with my granddad, there was, like, a clip of, like, a bomb going off in Leash. It was, like, it was, like, the start of the troubles, basically. And my granddad was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that well. <laughs> I put it there. It was, fucking, <laughs> it was like a bomb went off, like, 20 minutes up the road from me. It's just, like... That, that, yeah. was, that was the reason why um, Patrick Hillary got, um, what's the word, impeached. It's the only president we've ever impeached. Did he deserve it? He didn't. He, like, delayed some law about, like, buying, I think it was lie. And that bomb went off in Mount Malik in Leash. Killed that guard. And he got in trouble over it. Because it was a lie bomb. Oh. <laughs> that was not good timing for that guy. No, it was no, the worst time. You know what I've seen is a big trend that's going on now, actually, speaking of, um, well, yeah, no, it doesn't really tie in. But um, <clears throat> speaking of things, uh, a lot of, like, small pubs now are going out of business and being held up by, um, by big kind of industry tycoons, you know? Like, there's, um, the only reason I tell you this is because, um, you know the Shannon Knights in Shannon, no? I don't. It's the only nightclub and the only pub in Shannon. <laughs> the only <laughs> one. They have one pub, and the rest are like hotel bars. But um, it went out of business there maybe two weeks ago because of COVID. And um, but uh, a gang, a, a gangster from County Cork bought the property, and then he bought a lot of property in Skyport too. And just now we're like getting to a point where all these kind of businesses that were owned by a certain few people are now just going to get bought up by like, you know, a tiny minority. Instead mm. of all these family-run businesses, it's going to be like all these fucking tycoon industries, you know? I had heard rumors that like the, there's a few pubs in my town, but like I've heard, I'd heard rumors that the pub that like me and my friends used to drink in when like we were in secondary school, when we were 18, of course. But um, I had heard rumors that that's closing now, but apparently that's not true. Which is hilarious to me because the the guy who runs that pub is like perpetually in debt. He's always in like, do you know these papers you can buy if you're an investor and you can see like what businesses like haven't paid back? He's always in them. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's getting away from it. We just didn't expect him to pay it back. <laughs> They're just used to it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I honestly think though that um, like it's gonna be such a different world we come back into that it almost it'll. I'm always reminded him. Call me a big fat nerd, all you want. But at the end of Lord of the Rings, when Frodo Baggins returns to the Shire after years of traveling with the One Ring to Mordor, um. And all the time he went, he was doing it to save the Shire and also to get back and enjoy the Shire. Because of his travels, he figured out he couldn't enjoy the Shire anymore because he'd seen too much real shit, you know? He'd seen too mm. much devastation. I feel like that's going to be us. We're going like, to keep wanting the pubs to open. And then when they open, we're going to... It's like... We're going to be like... in an abused relationship and we're just worried they're going to close again the whole time or like we're just not going to be able to enjoy it the same way you know I am looking forward to the first post-Covid sesh like proper sesh it's I think it's going to be insanity Limerick City <laughs> will be set on fire do you think it will though because I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to they're going to like drip uh, like drip feed us seshes so they'll be like okay you could do this for now so then we're going to get so many, like, you know, sitting down nights in bars that, um, that like, you know, maybe, like, six, we'll get, like, six months where you have to sit at the table. And then after six months of sitting at the table at a bar, we almost won't, like, it won't be the, the same release when we get the option to go into costume again. You know, we've been drinking for six months, you know what I mean? It's not going to be, like, one day just going to open it up and say, like, release the dogs, you know? It's going to be, like, We'll let these dogs into the yard and then we'll let them out, you know what I mean? Well, I w one thing I will say is that, like, the first sesh we have post-COVID, we're all going to be sick. Because, like, our capacity to drink has been so diminished. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, like, I, I drank there yesterday and I was, like, sick the entire night. I didn't actually throw up, but, like, I was just sick. Yeah. Like I just did not feel well. It felt like I was drinking for the first time, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. I think, um... I honestly think that, um... I'm almost not going to enjoy the first session. <laughs> You'll need a reset. I think, I think they've ruined it, too. Like, it's like that, you know... It's 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 like you know your favorite hobby, and then suddenly the government comes in and like say your favorite hobby is like clay pigeon shooting, and they say you have to use silencers, and you know, they keep taking away the things you enjoy about it, and then you know I feel like it won't be the same buzz, you know I feel like because there's so many people who aren't going to want to sesh sesh after this, they're gonna like they're not gonna want to like you know how many people are gonna be wearing masks and psychostics like how many you know things like that yeah. I feel like wearing a mask at psychosis is kind of redundant. The diseases you get from just going to the toilet, like, that are picked up through your fucking, like, feet alone, are, are, are much worse than COVID. Oh, yeah. If you sit in one of those couches, you've got, like, 17 STDs. I know women who fucked on those couches, and they're the dirtiest fucking skanks in... If, if the you th there's literally crabs, I'd say, waiting in the cushions to pounce. There's definitely women who've, like, 
gone there and gotten STDs from the couch, and they've never even had sex. <laughs> they, they just, like, they were going commando and they sat on the couch, and they fucking suddenly have hepatitis. That's, that's, that's a danger. <laughs> I it honestly is. think that, it's, it's so ridiculous at this point how, like, I don't know. I think, I, I think I solved COVID the other day, and I still contend that I solved COVID. And I, I would like a Nobel Prize for it, but I'm not expecting anything. <laughs> I think that um, what we do is old people love outings, yeah? Mm-hmm. So we give them a really big outing and we send every over 80-year-old in the world on a cruise ship with bingo and discos and like all the Vicodin they want and like everything. Shit tons of fucking... Um... Viagra. We just yeah, we literally clothing is not allowed on this boat. It's a lonely <laughs> old people. They just go out there and fuck each other to death. And they have the time of their lives out in the boat. And then we all get back to normal back on land, you know? It's like a win win. You know, instead of like, old people love cruises as well. They, they fucking <laughs> love cruises. And think about where cruises go. They go to Antarctica. They go to all the places <laughs> that we won't infect them with COVID. You know, we'll literally just send them to the most isolated places on Earth, and then they'll be delighted. And instead of paying like all this money in like in, in keeping businesses closed, we can just let old people have the time of their lives. You know, I'd say Who's we send all the vulnerable to fucking money gall, because like not even COVID wants to go there. Like. So we send all the all the old and the vulnerable to Monegal. We create a society of, of the weak. And uh, we just get back to normal. Comment because Obama came from there. Excuse me? Is that a racist comment because Obama came from there? No, it's just a shithole. <laughs> See, now it sounds human. I think you have to question your inner racism, Ken. <laughs> I think you have to have an inner dialogue tonight and just to see... Are you actually racist? Is it actually inside you? Do you remember that test to see if you're a racist? And I was like, can you like match the features to like black or white people first? And it's like, no, that's just pattern it. recognition. That's nothing to do with racism. Yeah, it's like we do look different. Like it's not, you know, I heard someone say the other day, like not saying race is also a form of racism. Like it's, you know, it's pretty clear, like, that there's a difference between me and someone from Africa, you know? Yeah, at least physically, anyway, like, appearance-wise. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I, I have hair down to my shoulders, like, there's no African with hair down to his shoulders, you know? It's, it's what's crazy to me, I only found this out recently, that apparently, like, if you're, if you're a black person living here, right, and you've an Afro, if you go to, like, Africa, the Afro shrinks. Because of the humidity. I, I, can't, I don't know why it is, but apparently it does. I've seen this video of, like, this girl. Uh, she went back to visit her parents in Nigeria, and her Afro just, like, shrank. And she was like, watch my Afro sh- shrink over, like, the week I spent in Nigeria. Yeah. Bet she was lying too. Yeah, she tend she just shaved off her head. <laughs> just to make me look like a fool. She caught you out though. I am um, but yeah, no, honestly, we have been 
in lockdown so long that I think that the government should pay for like a live aid situation where we all go to the field and like staying Apparently they're doing that in Australia. Or they did it. Or something happened in Australia. Where like I've heard talks about something like that for sure. They're having like a post COVID festival. The um I wonder what England's gonna be like when it opens, because if they're fine and we continue this, I reckon revolt is an order. I reckon it's full on seizing the government. Yeah, when are England supposed to open? Like June? June, July? June. Yeah. That's like it's not soon, but it's sooner than like I think most people expect. But they're also opening like outdoor pubs on the eighth of April, like, you know? Mm. That's pretty soon. Yeah, that's that's like a month from now. That's nothing at all, like, you know, and that's fucking let's go, let's go, you know, that's um that's exactly what you need, like, you know, you need someone just to be like, let's fucking open. Because honestly, like, it's been so long in lockdown now, I can't even remember what it's like not to be, you know? <laughs> yeah, I seen a video today where it was like, which lockdown vibe do you prefer, March 2020? And it was like Tiger King and like working out and like making coffee. And it was like lockdown 2021. And it's just like this, it's just like this, this woman staring out and just being like, people, people, and just like wanting to touch out. Joe, who need to shut up though are the people who are enjoying this. They need to just be quiet. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's, there's staying positive, and then there's gloating and others suffering. Like staying yeah. positive is is different, and that's yeah. like that's some people's way of coping with it. But like being like, oh yeah, sure, it's grand. Like. It, it or you know i i'm doing fine or whatever like it's it's good that you're doing fine but like don't use it as an excuse to like belittle or like down other people's like the negative effects these people are feeling from from the extended lockdown like i heard one person say today like my big dread is when i have to socialize again and i was just like shut up just stop do you understand like you know your your social awkwardness is nowhere near how fucking shit this is for other people. Like you know, you're a queer boy. Isn't the, you know? It's not what the issue is. You know what I mean? You need to like. You're gonna have to like learn to talk to your family members and friends. You know, that's just what's gonna have to happen. I think, like, I wonder how. <laughs> different it's going to be to like interact with people in the pub again i feel like it's going to be a lot more awkward because we've kind of forgotten all our social skills the one thing i think too is that there's going to be one conversation that dominates which is how did you get on live before it was like what do you do for a living you know what's what you do for fun yada 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 we're like now for the last six months you're going to be up to talking to people in bars and that it's going to be how'd you get on during covid you know that's it like that's it's like the fucking like you know y'all set for christmas but a six-month-long, small, small, um, small talk conversation. You know, it reminds me of um, uh, my my parents would tell me stories about the eighties, like the recession, uh, and they would say like it was something like crazy. It was like one in ten people didn't have jobs, so like people stopped asking, "What do you do for a living?" Like when they met each other, it was like considered a bit taboo. 
Because, like, 10% of the time they're going to say, I don't have a job. <clears throat> yeah. It's going it, to... It, I remember the recession, man, and the fear that was in, like, you know, my dad was getting worried. Like, people were getting worried, you know, but it's nothing like this. Like, my... During the recession, people were flying. My dad works in the aviation industry. Like, the aviation industry is fucked. You know, they are utterly incomplete. Like, I cleaned the building where the air traffic controllers work, and I swear to God, I was talking to one of the watch managers who were, like, the like the, like the head of the air traffic controllers the other day, and he was saying, like, you know, man, he's like, literally, there's fucking 12 people in this room, and there's about fucking 10 planes in the entire sky right now. You know, like, we're back in... You know, say two years ago, um, at that same point, there might be fifteen hundred planes in the sky. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the industries that are suffering is really interesting. I I remember way before this lockdown, like at the start of the second one, um, people were talking about like places like sandwich shops and stuff in Dublin were suffering, even though they were allowed to be open. Because obviously people weren't going to work, and a huge amount of like those like cafes business comes from people on their lunch break, like popping in for food. So like when they were working from home, these businesses, even though they weren't directly affected by COVID, they were like hit by the knock-on effects of people working from home. And I just thought that it's was like, interesting. I'd say all those places too that rely on college students, like all those. Like that um, spar or whatever, right near um, UL, yeah. Right near, like places like that are fucked. I'd say like they're they're probably doing okay. I should say, but I like, guess places like that that are used to a certain level of profit that have probably like gone down to a third of what they can earn, and like that's that's going to be the narrative for a long time. Like, because the sentiment in Ireland too is let's keep the lockdown. You know, this is how we fix COVID. And that's like that's not gonna change overnight, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely like. There are very grim days ahead. I think like post COVID, for like a lot of people and a lot of businesses. Um. I think like probably one of the biggest dick moves by the government was when they reopened and then reclosed like after a week. Um. In December. Of, yeah, a lot of pubs like bought a lot of stock and then that stock's obviously just gone off uh, and yeah, we were given very little warning about that lockdown um, the worst like... thing is when they did like a lockdown in October when it was only outdoor pubs like if they just kept outdoor pubs until December I guarantee you it would have been better than having a level 5 up until Christmas and then making everyone try to get all their socializing done in three weeks if they just let people socialize throughout it would have been fine you know people would have just casually you know i could have met up with you we could have went for a pint and then instead of like when the lockdown did end we went for like fucking six or seven points to try and make up for the fact that we'd missed out so much you know <laughs> we were like out every single day yeah i seen like some places are still doing takeaway pints they're not supposed to but like they're legally allowed but they're not supposed to. It's like the government's like, you shouldn't do that. And they're like threatened to cut off their supply and stuff. But I know like there's a pub in Galway, I think, doing it. There's a few in Dublin. Um, like, excuse me, uh, like the takeaway points thing never made sense to, sense to me. Like banning it. It was kind of like, 
like there was a very minor point made about coale- like people coalescing outside of pubs but like why ban takeaway pints just say here you're not allowed to coalesce outside a pub and just get the bouncers to tell them to fuck off or whatever like yeah the outdoor spread of covid too is so minimal as well like there there's well to just open and get on with it like you know it's just so ridiculous to like <clears throat> you know in in the vein of using almost a overused word in these last few months like it's it's draconian the nature of just everything shuts down now you know you can't get you can't do this you can't do that you know why can we get like like just change some businesses to outdoor and then you have so much more option and then also like you can't you know it's like a, a champagne bottle like all they're doing with these big lockdowns is shaking it and shaking it and shaking it and then they pop the cork and everyone goes fucking ballistic you know like let people have some outlets you know let people do things and then you won't have such a fucking big issue on your hand. Like, I remember the one thing that really annoyed me in December was when everyone kept saying, oh, Jesus, like, you know, big stupid move by the government to open up for those few weeks. Look how fucked we are now. And it's like, what did you want? Like, did you want to, did you want to be in lockdown from October until until March? Is that your answer? You know, just... Uh, yeah, I, I, there, there is definitely, like, a thing where the government's kind of fucked if they do, fucked if they don't kind of thing. Where, like... If they reopen, people are going to bitch. If they don't reopen, people are going to bitch. So, like, there's definitely, like, there's no right solution for them, I think. Like, no matter what they do, they're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Um, but they that's also the failure of their communication. Because if they went on and said, look, cases are going to go up, but we feel it's necessary to allow people to do so. You know, like, but they don't communicate that. They're just like, oh, you know, we feel we've gotten into a position now where we can open up safely. That's ridiculous, you know. Like, the, this government is like it's it's an Irish pastime to like say the government shit, but this government is actually diabolically bad. It's like the worst government I can remember, and like, like I don't remember the Bertie Hearn years, so I can't, I can't say if it's worse than that. Like I was alive for Bertie yes. Hearn, but I, I was not paying attention. Like I barely knew who Bertie Hearn was. Um, but like of the. Edna Kenny, Lee Vrecker, and like now Miel Martin governments, this is by far the worst. Just because, like, every day it feels there's like a contradiction made by the government. Like, yeah. Vrecker will say one thing, and then Martin will say another thing, and Eamon Ryan looks like a whipped dog. And Stephen Donnelly will say something like retarded. <laughs> like, or like, who's the other fella? Who's the. Um, Tony Hoolan and then Stephen Donnelly will correct him and then like I think the vaccine thing is the biggest fuck up in like the, yeah, the, the, since the recession go on I saw a fucking ridiculous headline today on that it was um, Michael Martin angered by vaccine deliveries I was like that is your job to make sure they're delivered like the EU told him again today like for the 20th time in three months that we wouldn't be getting the shipment that we asked for and he was like, oh, I'm very angry about this. Then fucking solve it the 19 other times. It didn't come in on time. Find yeah. that answer, you know? Start looking for outside ways to get the vaccine. Like, you've had, an, you've had three months now. Like, you've sat in your hands. Hoping the EU is going to, like, pet us on the back. Because we're, like, the, the little fucking bitches who are just doing everything they want and locking down forever. See, the thing is, like, even the EU is a bit, like, shocked by our lockdown. Because, like, the EU is coming out of it. Uh, and the EU is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, 
gone. We've the strictest lockdown in the world next to like Cuba and Vietnam, I think. Eritrea. Um, Eritrea. So like, I don't even think, where's Eritrea? Is that like the new name for like Somali? Um, maybe. I know it's in Central Africa, but it's like East, maybe closer to the East Coast Africa. It's very small, I think. Yeah, but um, like we've, we've definitely like, <clears throat> we also have like one of the highest rates of covid in europe but like it's you know i don't know like it's 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 high but it's like not insanely high like there was a time it wasn't that long ago like back a month or two ago where like we were getting like eight thousand cases a day but now they've stagnated around 500 and i don't really think they're going to drop below that no no because like Anyone, a lot of people are breaking the rules. Like, I'm not, I'm not advocating for that. We can't, but like, a lot of people are, and that's just a fact. Like, they're breaking the rules, and they're they're kind of losing, uh, losing their mind, like being stuck inside. Like, if you obeyed every single rule, you've essentially just been locked inside your house for a year. That cannot be good for you mentally. It's hard to hold a course too when you've no you've no faith in who's captaining the ship, you know. Like you know, it's, it's if there was some really strong leader and I thought that they were doing some really good things with COVID, I've no problem, you know, staying at home all the time. But you know, like you have to take it into account that like he does like Neil Martin does not have my best interests in heart. Like he's just looking out for his own hide and hoping that he doesn't get too much political flack. That's all he's worried about. And because of that, you have to get to a point where you have to think, you know, don't don't be stupid. Like, don't do something that's completely stupid. But, you know, like, the risk of staying at home for this last year, too, is it's so dangerous. You know, you know yeah. I, I, I have friends in Ennis, and I haven't seen them in months because because of COVID. Like, you know, and it's, it's partly due to COVID and partly due to the fact that but everything closed, it's like nothing to do anyway, you know? I remember when places, like pubs were allowed open from bookings. Um, I was back in Leash and I went to a pub slash restaurant. It was like you had to order food and you could order for drinks then. So we went to like this restaurant in Leash. Very nice restaurant. But we were there for the two hours or whatever. It was like in the middle of the afternoon. So we got out at like seven o'clock or like five o'clock. And... There was literally nothing to do. Like we were so bored, you you could literally do nothing. Um, and I just I think that is like a thing. Like, no matter where you go, there's nothing to really do. Yeah, because I find like I get like maybe it's more me than the world, but I find like if I am sitting in a room having some drinks with the same five people. I get so bored, like, you know, because you have nothing to talk about. Even when you're really good friends with someone, like, you need, um, you need to, like, like, we went to France right before the lockdown hit in February, and it was the same five people, and I get on well with all of them, and we were all having a great time, but we went bowling, because, you know, then you have a bit of crack, and you have something to talk about, oh, you know, this guy was really good, you're really bad, or you won, that's a big surprise, you know, you have all these kind of conversations, and it just creates conversation, but when you're doing absolutely nothing, like, your, your mind is just stuck on, like, you know, the same five fucking stories of the same five talking points. Oh, you're an idiot. Oh, you're a know-it-all. Or you're a fucking... You know, it's the same fucking back-and-forth shit. And it just... It's so dull at times. You need that little change of it. You need to do something that... And then you're like, oh... 
you know, I remember when this happened and you create and you're creating stories rather than just living in the past constantly, which is kind of what COVID sessions are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to just say that as well. Um, that like a lot of COVID, um, when you meet up with people now, it's like, Oh, do you remember that time we did this? And it's like, there's only so much that you can do before it's like, you've gone through it all. After about six months, like you've, oh, you've really hit the bottom of the well in terms of stories, and now you're really like digging into the bottom. Like, you, know, you need fucking games. Like, you need, you know, <clears throat> I really got into card games over lockdown because when I met up with people, I just felt like I needed something to do, you know? And it's it's also like, there's like a stagnant point too in every COVID sesh where people are looking around like, what do we do next, you know? Because this is when we start going onto the bars. Like, you know, what, what do we do now? And. You know, you're kind of just looking at each other like, oh, no, we'll play King's Cup, or oh, we'll play Lives, or fucking Sunstrike, you know? Over lockdown, initially, I got really into, like, doing quizzes with my friends. We'd do, like, trivia. And that was good fun, but, like, I don't know. It, that's, like, it's good, like I was saying, like, it's good to be positive, and it's, you know, if, if that's some people's way of dealing with it, it's fine. But there reaches a point where, like, you just that grin has to go away, you know what I mean? I think, too, like, if I fully believe that what we were doing is completely right, I wouldn't have any issue with it, but I do feel like level five for this long is is ridiculous. You know, I think that there should be, like, cafes should be open for outdoor use, and, you know, probably restaurants should be open for outdoor use. Pubs, you know, maybe, maybe not, but, like, all these things should definitely be open. And the 5K rule is ridiculous, like, because there's people who... Like they're trying to get out and go for hikes and they're not allowed. And the the five k rule is is so silly because it's purely there to catch people going to the beach because otherwise you can just like lie it's very easily. You can just be like I'm going to the shop. And the one thing I find with it though is it also forces you to travel alone because I I go through a checkpoint every day to work and when I'm on my own most of the time they wave me on. But if I ever like have anyone with me, they always want to ask questions. With my mom, and they were asking a lot of questions. You know, it's it kind of prevents you from you know you kind of have to have like four cars instead of just throwing like four lads into one car. You know what I mean? It just makes everything more awkward. It makes it a lot more easy for them to just make it even less fun to do anything. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's. It's, it's, you feel nervous going, like, on a walk if you, like, you have to be constantly aware of where your 5km is. And... I don't remember the excitement anymore, do you? I don't remember, like, the big night excitement. I, I completely lost it, like, that, um, I remember, like, you, you were showing me videos of, um, this time last year when we went out in Westport, and... Like I, I was watching the video and I could you could kind of see it in myself and I remember the feeling and just like this is gonna be you know class this is you know like you get that fucking mm. boil excitement and I just can't even remember what it's like anymore you know it's <laughs> the best thing I've done in the last three months was get drunk and watch District Nine like you know? like one of the best nights out I had was was uh, I watched the fucking Megan like it was yesterday I I watched the Megan Markle interview and I fucking sloshed. Like, that's a sad state of affairs. And they've made us do that. Like, that's not on us. That's on them. Yeah. You know? That's, they I mean, they I mean, should I mean, offer us ways out. Like, cause, 
like even talking about the one thing I was hearing the other day too is they were talking about all these long distance relationships that like surely you know my girlfriend's in Galway but there's people elsewhere in the world who like you know Darren's girlfriend's from France you know you're like let's be real COVID is not the end of the world it's not the worst virus we've ever seen in, in no the history, like even if COVID like I think everyone has to admit that even if COVID swept through the entire world's population most of us would be fine there will be a lot of yeah. deaths, but it will, most of us will be fine. Like, it isn't going to end civilization. Because taking that into account, you have to allow certain people to want to see with their partners, you know? Well, what's crazy, something... what's crazy is me, to me is that, like, a lot of people have been forced into, like, long-distance relationships that shouldn't be. Like, like, the girlfriend's, like, an hour away on, like, a train or, or driving, yet, like obeying the rules you would be like not able to see her uh, and i think i just think that's really that, that that's a that's a strange way to be in yeah it's, it's also like i've been going out with my girlfriend now for like just over well a good bit over a year now actually yeah but um fucking um we've not had like the chance to like like you know go on like nights out and you know, go like we 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 went on one holiday and we've had I think we've lost Sean. Oh no. <laughs> but uh I'll try I'll try and see if I can get him back. Apologies for like the really loud echo. Sorry, you dropped out there. I said every single slur I could before I came back on. <laughs> <laughs> None of them involved any bad things. I just said good ones. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was. What was I saying? You were we talking were about in. that. Hey, you haven't gone on like a holiday. You've gone on one holiday with well, your friend. There's no, there's been no like you know big things like you know you're not doing like these crazy trips or, you know, like honestly, the one thing I hate too is when people say oh, I heard one um like it's almost fucking you, you almost can't criticize these people nowadays but he was a Harvard professor, in some kind of biology, forgive me for not knowing, but he was saying um when COVID's over we're all gonna come back together it's gonna to be like the roaring 20s everyone's gonna have money saved up and we're gonna go into the world and we're gonna go fucking bananas and then you just like like you know no we're not half the people don't have any money half the people don't even have a job to go back to well like I, like I would remind your man of what happened after the roaring 20s like <laughs> you know yeah. like I, I don't know like it's post-covid is 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 almost um as scary as like you know covid world one thing too is like covid ever like you know i think me and you and darren from the start always knew this thing was going to last ages but like you know you were even saying the other day that you were talking you look back to an old podcast and you remember you saying oh in uh in may we'll be out of this and everything will be fine and you know like but i think after a certain point, everyone knew this was going to be a very long time, you know? But, yeah, I remember when, when like, they announced the first lockdown. They were, like, two weeks and we're grand. 
And I remember, like, I was working at the time and I was talking to one of the like girls in the office. I was like, there's no way this is over in two weeks. Like, it's, this is just our life for, like, the next year. And, like, I am a cynical person, so, like, that could have just been that. But, like, obviously, you know, we, we were still here. We're still talking about COVID a year later. Um, but you, you were saying, too, that you remember back, you were saying, you were talking about May, and you remember um, Darren was talking about this time. Darren was saying, like, around now we'd be open. And you know, there's yeah. all these times people have thrown out there in the world, but... I think in the same vein that COVID has gone on endlessly, I think the reopening process will also go on endlessly. Like, I think people keep thinking, like, a state like Texas that just opened up one day, that's what it's going to be like. But it's not. It's, I think no. it's going to be like another year to, like, open everything up, you know? Well, we'll do it gradually. It'll be like um, hairdressers can open, pubs can open outdoors, and then, like, as, you know, time goes on, eventually we'll get back to, like, some sort of normal. I feel like masks will be the last thing to go. The mask, mask, will mask will be mass will be first to come back but mass will be last to go yeah but um do you um do you how long do you think we do you think this is the last lockdown or i would hope so just because it's it there's no end in sight so like by the time we reopen like you'd reckon we'd have to be like sort of out with it but then again, like, I could be wrong, like, because the thing about COVID is that, like, like I was saying earlier, like, cases did drop when they announced the level four, or not, well, level five came into effect. Uh, they dropped drastically. Like, we went from, like, 8,000 a week to, like, over, like, I think now we're at, like, 1,400 a week. Um, and they've stood at that. Since, like, mid-February, cases have been, like, 500 a day. Uh, and like every now and then you'll see it drop to like 300 and something, but that's usually because of like a delay in testing. Uh, like 500 seems to be the average. So like, I can't see that going down just because like yeah. it went down at first, I think because people were obeying the restrictions. Like when I, like during the first lockdown, like people obeyed the restrictions a lot more. People were a lot more strict to themselves um compared to now which is like i'm not gonna name names or anything but like obviously we all know people who've like bended the rules or broken them or you know there was that obviously that massive sesh that happened in in college court here in limerick um you know it's you also just, have the protests now too sorry you have the protests that's starting now too like it's not yeah there were protests at the start as well but they're they're much bigger now like, at the start, it was, like, you know, 20 people outside GPO, and now it's, like, I think Dublin had, like, close to 1,000, and Cork had, like, 500. Yeah. So, like, I, I think, think it's just the thing of, of cases are going to stagnate because people aren't as strict. Like, I don't know at what number are they going to be, like, this is okay to reopen. Because before it was, like, when we hit, like, the low 200s. But I think I said Neffet said they we they want to drop below three figures before they reopen. I'm like, that's, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Like it's probably just think, not going to happen. I think um, there's a hundred percent too that um, yeah. I just I just think that um, people's frustration is getting 
almost worse now than their fear. And I think that's a time when the government's really going to have to start looking at it. Because back in last March, which is mad to say, um, fear was the primary emotion. Like, I think everyone I knew was a bit scared. I remember me, you, and my girlfriend were here listening on an old radio to the yeah, announcement. That felt like war times. Fucking World War Two. But, um, you know, like, that, that was... Um, that was a scary time. Like I think all of us were like a bit scared. You know, we weren't overly scared. Like, but um, there, there was definitely fear prevalent. I think now everyone I know is more frustrated the lockdown. And you can say, yeah, cases go down, and obviously they do. Like obviously level five works because yeah, it it, it, it does definitely work to lower cases. I don't think there's any debating that really. But is it too much? Is is it like yeah. you know, taking poison to fix a cold? Like, you know, is it, um, you know, maybe I shouldn't use colder, but is it like, um, you know, downing downing bleach to, like, you know, get rid of a, a, stump, a tummy ache? You know, is it just, is it far too much for the problem in front of us, like? Yeah, like, I, I just, like, that's my main sticking point, is that, like, cases are staying completely stagnant. They basically have not gone up or down much since like last month. So like, what is their plan now? Uh, I'm actually gonna check the numbers today because I haven't seen them. But you know, it's it's. But um. 311 cases today. Uh, I think we've lost Sean again, have we? I was on a major rant when that cut. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the... <laughs> um, um, our cases today are 311. With 30 deaths. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I was saying, like, the way that the deaths are reported really has to be, like, investigated more and just more transparent because even, like, the way they report the bits and they, they don't report, like, like, they'll say 30 deaths today and if you read it, it says, like... Only like 12 of those deaths were in March. Yeah, and 15 of them were in, like, February and then a couple were in January, like, you know, and then they said one's under investigation. And also for clarity, like the um, the stillbirths of women who had COVID nineteen, their unborn babies were considered COVID nineteen deaths. Like you know, it's it's an insane degree to which they're reporting these deaths, and there needs to be more transparency on like on on who you know they should report more clearly on who's dying solely because of COVID nineteen. Because I think constantly reporting these high deaths. When these people aren't really dying of COVID, you know, they're people who are dying and they catch COVID on the way out. It's just, it's just cause for fear. And it's cause for more, more fear than is necessary. You know. They also put out today: ten percent of Irish adults have now had their first dose of the vaccine. It's fifty percent up north. Yeah, uh, Israel's at like seventy, I think. Israel's doing bits with the vaccine. God is on their side, though. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. Like it's 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 mad. Like it's just, it's such a, it's so ridiculous how bad we are. Like we we have the longest lockdown, but the slowest vaccines. Like we care so much, but we don't care enough. You know. Like we have the worst of each world. You know. Yeah. 
That's absolutely like oh, part of that is the AstraZeneca supply problem, but there is definitely a part of that that's governments being incompetent. It's also their reliance on the EU, I think, and also the fact that they they refuse to give the single dose vaccines to old people. Like we could have been tearing through old people now with single dose vaccines, but we're fucking waiting to give them double doses, you know. Less than half of expected vaccines to be delivered in the first quarter of twenty twenty. Like that's insane. Or twenty twenty one, sorry. Like that's insane. I know. It's fucking it's actually scandalous. Like they should be there was calls from the step down, he really should. Like there should be someone like with more gusto up there. Like it seems like Michael Martin is like only like he's just up there the whole time just trying to like na- navigate on how best to suit himself. There needs to be someone up there who's like actually able to lead. He, he he must be like one of our most unpopular T shocks. He has oh, to be. Like, I yeah. don't know anybody who likes him. Even people I know who like Fianna Fáil hate him. Yeah. I know he got, um... He was asked to step down, but... Yeah, but to be fair, every fucking T-shirt gets asked to step down at some point. We're, 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 yeah. not, we're not a country filled with fucking... Um... Wasn't it by his own party, though? I heard, like, there was some people in the actual party who asked him to I, I haven't been paying attention, to be honest, so I, I couldn't tell you. I'll, I'll try to have a quick Google, but... Um, I just saw an article there, like, maybe a few days ago, saying Fianna Fáil backbenchers or whatever asked to me on Martin to step down. He should. He's doing more damage to... Um, to... Uh, to the, the Fianna Fáil party than, than good. Like, next to, like, Bertie Ahern. Do you know what I mean? The one thing I hate, too, though, is there's no one out there who's got, like, an, um, a, like, let's reopen message, you know? Even Sinn Féin is very much pro-lockdown. Yeah, I think it would be very much political suicide um, for for any major party to suggest it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of sad, though. Yeah, but it's just the way it is, unfortunately. How long do you think before? How long do you think people will take this? Like, if we're in this for another five years, you still think public opinion will be, let's keep walking yeah. down. Five years, I don't know. I mean, I, I I, thought that people would be fed up. People are getting fed up with this lockdown, but I thought people would be fed up with the second one. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I was very... I think there is sort of a... There's a mentality in Ireland. I'm not... This is not a unique opinion or whatever. It's been made a million times about everything else but this is opinion that that we haven't earned that like sure that's just the government is almost separate it's like a separate independent body that we have no control over you know what i mean and yeah. there's no use complaining because we'll get nowhere and that's definitely like we're one of the worst countries for protests i've ever seen like the only time i've i ever remember like a significant protest was the war charges and there was a small one after the financial crash but really like compared to like other countries we're so bad to like just put up with whatever we're being dealt with and i think that's we're kind of the irish attitude people. we're very meek people we're very much like just polite to a fault like you know <laughs> there's also just this belief that we can't change anything uh and that 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 probably comes from a myriad of places but uh i, I know a big part of it also like comes from from you know the old days where like realistically like if you weren't someone with 
power, you wouldn't change anything. Because a lot of people in Ireland like were very uneducated and they just didn't they they didn't care or understand politics. So they just didn't bother. And I think that mentality is couldn't vote in certain elections and stuff. Yeah, like I think that's kind of passed along to the generations where it's like, you know, your your grandparents say that to your parents and so your parents say that to you and that's just kind of your belief, which is that like, sure, I only, I should only focus on like my own life, which that's a good mentality to have in some circumstances, but it's, it, it, it means, your life been affected by government. it's just this belief that like, well, sure, I can't do anything for me, American, he's, he might as well be like a God or whatever, you know, he might as well be someone so completely removed from me. And it's like, well, no, like you, you can, like, he's beholden to you at the end of the day. I remember the one thing I really got annoyed at when I was talking to people and then hearing, like, I was talking to a guy at work and I said, um, you know, we have one of the longest lockdowns in the world. He's like, oh, we don't. You know, every country's been locked down for months, or, you know. And then uh, I was talking to a girl at work and I was saying to her, like, um, I was just talking to her and um, she was saying, oh, you know, the way the vaccines, you still you can still spread it. She's like, oh, I still I say we'll go back into lockdown now. After this one, I'd say this isn't the last one. I was like, would you accept that, though? Would you be happy with that? She's like, yeah, sure, what can I, you know. Yeah, what can I do? Yeah, I think she more said, like, ah, sure, you know, that's, that's, it's just an attitude of, like, ah, sure, you know. That's life, like. Yeah, so it's just such a, it's such, it's it's such a pathetic attitude that, like, because I know if we go back into lockdown again, like, I'd fucking go out in the streets and protest. You know, if we went back into another one, I'd be at one of those protests, because that would be insane. Like, you know, you can, like, Everywhere else on Earth, with more of the population managed to keep this under control with less lockdowns. We can't. Like, that's ridiculous. Mm. Um, the government's also great for blaming the people. 100%. Like, they're 100% going to blame on, like, any future, like, rising cases or whatever on the students and on the protests when, like, I don't, like, yeah, probably, like, some people caught COVID from those things. Uh, especially probably the the student pro uh, not student protest the student partying because I feel like y- there was less inclination to care there. But... The, the worst thing is is that there was people that we know who were complaining about the students, but they didn't say a word about Golfgate, you know. Like and if they did, it was so passive. It was like, oh, they shouldn't have done that. Like. Yeah, I think that ties into the whole thing of why people in Ireland just, the government's like a separate body. It's so, it's it's so awful. Like, you know, it's, there needs to be just some kind of edit to this because we're literally getting nowhere. You know, we, we need more of a connection somehow. Hmm. Apparently I, LeBron I, James said something about vaccines. Did he? Something controversial. Would you get the vaccine? That, I, by the time it reaches me, probably. But like, it's gonna be months or years before I before I even see anything. Do with vaccines, yeah. you know what I mean? I think my one big issue with um, all of this is if by the time it gets around to us. If the country's not open, that's a fucking, that's scandalous, you know? If they're yeah. waiting to vaccinate 20-year-olds who have literally maybe four in the entire world have died of COVID-19, that is 
Uh, that's not exactly right, but very few have died. And that's scandalous. They're keeping the country closed for the sake of the the healthiest people out there. They have they've lost their mind. I seen a um I seen an article the other day where they were like old people should be allowed to go to pubs and stuff first because they'll have the vaccine. Uh, and I was like, the fuck is this? We give it up no. for them. And also, like, they have the vaccine, so they won't get sick. We have young immune systems. We won't get sick. Let's all get back in there. You know, that's that's all we were waiting for, is to let old people get to a position where they won't get sick. And we're getting to that position. What's the issue? You know, is there a way, if they, if like, my dad got COVID-19 and had a minor cough for a day, if they're, like, trying to protect people from that for the sake of all of us, that's that's insanity. And that's honestly, like, delusion, and that's unscientific, and that's all the other words I, I, I wish to say. You know, it's just, it's pathetic that we should wander around waiting for every last person to get vaccinated against a virus that won't even affect them, you know? Uh, apparently, LeBron James, all he did was he refused to say whether or not he was getting the vaccine, and he's getting slated for over it. We both know people who are such idiots, so they go mad about that. Yeah. I was reading, apparently, in, like, Asia, there's a big push against vaccines. Like, Asia has, like, the biggest, like, anti-vaxxers. Because there was, like, an issue years ago, I think, with the original, like, SARS, um, like, back in the early 2000s, where, where the vaccines, like, did a bunch of damage. Um, so like apparently Asia's got like a huge problem with people just not refusing to get the vaccine. Honestly, um, there is issues with vaccines all around the world that people don't discuss. Like there's, like you know, people like obviously in the most part they're 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 an exceptional invention invention and they help people to no end. But I remember even hearing the other day about um, there was a vaccine that was given to soldiers that was. It wasn't voluntary. You had to uh, you had to get it, and it was given to every soldier that went over to um, the Gulf War. But it um it was against some poison. I can't remember exactly the poison, but um there was a soldier on it who got the vaccine. And he said literally, if you were exposed to this poison, the vaccine might give you an extra thirty seconds, and that's it. And you um, had no choice as to whether or not you got it. And um, but apparently. Those soldiers had the highest PTSD levels ever in any soldiers around the world. And there was a massive link between the vaccine causing kind of distress um, and the soldiers. And also the big issue, which is more concrete, is the general who ordered the vaccine had a huge share in the vaccine company. So he was really only given the vaccine to give like a big contract to a company that he wanted the stock to go up on. You know, so they were giving soldiers like a nonsense vaccine just to make money. And that's that's something that does happen, you know. Um, I, 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 I know a lot of black people in America don't like vaccines because of the. Do you remember that? Well, not do you remember, but have you ever read about that thing happened in the I think it was the 60s with I black people and the vaccines? Years. Yeah, they gave them syphilis. Syphilis, yeah. I was going to say syphilis. I didn't want to sound stupid. Um, so like, I know a lot of like, I think the majority of anti-vaxxers in the U S are African Americans, um, because of that, because that's something that like people have, have passed down, um, along the generations. 
If you I look at some I, of the lawsuits too, like that come from big pharma companies, it's, it's sick. That like there was that um, Pfizer, who's the big component now of like the, you know they were the first one to get the big breakthrough. They gave oral, I, I think it was dysentery vaccines or something like that. To um, obviously, I'm well informed, but <laughs> we're giving oral vaccines against something. Meningitis. Meningitis. Mm, in in Nigeria. In Nigeria, and every single child got meningitis from the oral vaccine. You know. Yeah, it's... they got they got absolutely like fucking obliterated in that or over that, like the the in terms of like, at the time, like Pfizer got so much shit over that, and now we're all like, oh yeah, well Pfizer's good. There was three lawsuits, uh, and they were like multi million to billion dollar lawsuits over that. Yeah. Should be. This is, even the Lyme disease vaccine in in, in Lyme, Connecticut, they hmm. uh, gave everyone they gave it to Lyme disease, and then the, the the vaccine corporation came out and said, no, it was coincidence. They they all had Lyme disease before we gave it to them. They just it didn't show symptoms until after. <laughs> that was their argument in court, like, and you know, like like great. I understand vaccines are great, and there's that famous picture of that. One kid got the vaccine for smallpox and the other didn't. And one, the, the guy who didn't caught smallpox and his skin is like fucked and everything. And they're great. But like everything, you have to take it with a grain of salt and be careful, you know. <laughs> to rush in is not the best option all the time, you know. It's good to, be, it's good to just think about something before you do it. I think was it was AstraZeneca that also had issues uh, back in the day. Uh, I'm trying to see. It was... I mean, pharmaceutical companies, they're all fucking dodge cunts. Like, they're all fucked. Like, all those companies, they're, like, they're outright evil. If you look at, like, there was that comp that guy who, he's one of the biggest, like, polarizing figures in history. And I believe he was also, like, a bit of a pharmacist. But he invented um, a way to get nitrogen uh, from the air to, like, fertilize ground. But then he also invented... The poison the Germans used to gas the Jews, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I was, I was just about to mention that that that's like one B. Um, yeah. He saved Fritz the Haber, from like farming, but then he took them all away at the same time. You know, like it's like these people aren't necessarily good. You know, they're just a lot of them just make things and then they just. You know, they just see what happens. Like, well, it's like it's Alfred, like Alfred uh, Nobel who who invented dynamite, and then he, well, it was a dynamite. He invented something, and then he felt really bad about it, so he made um, the Nobel Prize. Yeah, was it like a nuclear, or was it the nuclear bomb? Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah, he he held three hundred and thirty-five patents, but dynamite was like the most famous, uh, and he created, of course, then the Nobel Prize. Uh, initially, it was the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, a lot of people won't take that prize because they say it's it's kind of racist. I I wouldn't know anything about that now. I just I know that he meant that. I only uh, know certain people have rejected. Maybe anti-Semitic. I can't remember. But um, I know there was that like math genius who refused it because um, yeah. he just didn't want the limelight. Apparently, it's it's like really good for your career, but it's like you'll essentially become like f super famous in whatever field you're in obviously because you know it's the Nobel yeah, Prize like um, but if you want to lay low which a lot of like those people do they don't 
they just like you know biology or chemistry or whatever they do they don't really care about being recognized for it or being famous one thing i really kind of got afraid of i think in all this COVID thing is how little people put into the res- how little respect people put into scientists who they disagree with you know like we, me and darren were talking the other day about this uh there was this paper released by um these researchers talking about the breakdown of civil liberties during COVID and how dangerous it is and that's just going to get completely whitewashed by people who think the lockdowns are great so it's the same with um so much research has been done by people that gets just overshadowed because it doesn't tie into uh, like medical research <laughs> like if like if someone comes out and says like an economist comes out and said this is really really bad and i don't understand covid but this is not the answer uh-huh. that isn't the, that um people will overblow that because they'll look and be like well he said we should lock down you know it's, it's just mad to me how people will pick and choose which which uh like fucking which side to take on you know when it's and only follow the one line you know what i mean uh, i know the who has like advised against lockdowns um yeah there's who condemns lockdowns and say they only make the poor people poor um covid in, in 19 employee envoy sorry appointed by the director general appealed to world leaders to stop resorting to lockdowns to control the pandemic yeah would you uh, look up that Oxfam study too on um, starvation as a result of COVID nineteen lockdown? I will, yeah. Because I reckon I remember hearing it was like eight thousand people a day or something, or eighty thousand people a day are going to die from starvation because of the crops that were left left to rot last year because of lack of labor. Yeah, I have your I have your um, time as a, as an article on it. I'll just give it a quick skim, but the, the, there's definitely like a stance of people being like, well. Uh, not necessarily people reading the science they want, because I think a lot of it is just they see the headlines that the media is putting out. Because I will be real, like most people just read the headlines, including myself. You know, oh, um, yeah, I just kind of read the headlines and you should read the articles and all this. And like, I will read the article if it interests me. But like, if something doesn't really interest me, I won't bother. I'll just like read the headline and pass that on. And that's definitely like a factor, and that's like another factor of, of like social media. I think, it, I think a part of it too is people see like anything that goes against lockdowns is like almost conspiratorial. You mm-hmm. know, almost like if you say, oh, like um, this or that, you know, like oh, lockdowns will actually cause people to starve. They'll be like, oh, do you believe in like the globalists who are trying to kill off a lot of people? You know, they, they have like these kind of like inset opinions of. of of uh, like certain viewpoints are attached to crazy ideas, you know. Mm. Yeah, it says here that uh, Venezuela, West African Sahel. Don't know what that is. It's uh, the Eth- extra part of the Sahara, the part that was uh, made by humans. Okay, Ethiopia, Sudan, South Sudan, Syria, and Haiti, as alongside uh, Yemen, the DRC, and Afghanistan, uh, are extreme hunger hotspots that are likely to be severely affected by the pandemic. I mean, we're literally killing children in, in poor countries. So mm. We can make our old people go crazy. <laughs> that's, like, that's what we decided to do as a culture. You know, we're uh, we're going to keep all our old people locked up forever. An interview so done with with a milk farmer in Burkina Faso said that 
because the market is closed, we can't sell milk anymore. If we don't sell milk, we don't eat. Yeah, I read an article too about um. I'm sure you've seen pictures of like those desert like oasises they build in like the in like Yemen and um, Saudi Arabia, like these like really kind of these countries with like oil money that just make these kind of like like farmland and desert. But all of them are like uh, all that fruit and food and stuff is collected by Indian migrants who literally just come over, work for four weeks, are paid, and then go home. Because of COVID, they couldn't come over this year, and all that food went to waste. You know, it's the that... same here. With do you remember the 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 um strawberry controversy at like the start of COVID? I remember, yeah. Yeah, that 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 was um, a similar issue where people didn't like the the fact that we were bringing in foreign workers to to pick strawberries during the even, pandemic. Even in Australia, like if you want to get citizenship, you have to or work there, you have to spend three months picking fruit first. Yeah, and, Australia is quite strict with their immigration. Um, yeah. Uh, do you know anyone who's emigrated like, to Australia? My cousins over there. Yeah. I I don't have any like close family who emigrated to Australia specifically. My family that went to the US seems to be a common hotspot for my family. My my cousin went to Canada, then she came home, and then she went to Australia after she came back, but. It's Canada's a lot easier to get into. Like you were saying, Australia is a, it's a, it's a very difficult country to get a leg up on. Um, I feel like the the era of Irish people going to Australia has kind of come to an end. Uh, who knows? It'll probably come back now post COVID. But I, I I feel like there was a time, like two thousand eight to like two thousand fifteen, everyone was going to Australia. And that was uh, like we have a we have a good economy. What we did, but. Uh, we had a good enough economy, but now it seems to be gone. Yeah, Australia was like had so much work for like unskilled laborers that Australians weren't doing. Um, they had a big need for trades as well. A lot of people yeah. in Ireland were, had like got good, had got trades in school, and Australia yeah. needed more plumbers and they needed more electricians and stuff, so it worked out. I know a lot of Irish people went to Saudi Arabia. I know like one or two people who went to Saudi to work. Um, All the controllers go there because they get like five times the wage. They just go there for five years, make like enough to build a house, and then come home. Yeah, one of my teachers went to went to, not Saudi, but um, Dubai, uh, Dubai or Abu Dhabi, one of them, uh, and and taught education to girls because, I think the rule over there is like only women can teach women. Uh, Ooh, and there's n- there's not enough women teachers. So they had to import them from somewhere else. And Ireland has like the most female teachers, I think, like per capita. We have a huge amount of female teachers. Like most, all, all of my primary school teachers were female. Um, yeah. Majority of my secondary school teachers. I would not go to no matter how much they paid me. <laughs> I just, I'd be afraid like I shut my elbow one day and now I'm being beheaded. <laughs> I think like... Did you see Sorry, uh, I think like places like Abu Dhabi and Dubai are decent if you're a foreigner, but I think you don't want to leave those like cities. Mm. Not that you'd really have a, ever have a need to, because like Dubai's huge. Did you see like, a French girl? No, who she was she she's a Muslim, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she reported that her her she was in France, and she reported that her teacher showed a picture of Muhammad naked in a discussion about free speech. 
Yeah. And um, he got beheaded because of it on the streets. I did. And I remember that. She came out today and said, uh, yeah, I actually lied about that. He didn't actually do that. That's madness. And people are saying, no, they can't really prosecute her because, you know, she was just like, you know, she was just a kid just, you know, doing this and that. Well, we all make mistakes <laughs> when we were kids, you know. There's plenty of bodies on the streets, like, from all of my mistakes, you know. <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you, you get people beheaded. I mean, it happens to us all. Yeah, you know, you know it's just small mistakes. You know, you're just threatening a man with the most dangerous religion out there right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a very big thing to do, you know, just... You know, they didn't attack France five years ago. Like, some radicals didn't attack France five years ago in the exact same name of the religion, but... Look, he's probably going to be fine. It's okay. We, we, we understand. <laughs> How's the vape sorting you? Know, you seem to be puffing like a whore. Yeah, it's, it's great for just puffing away on. Um, I love if you just got cancer in the lockdown. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be like the most exciting thing I'd hear about in like weeks. It'd just be Ken. You know, like I could he's like cancer. I could get I could get out of the house every now and again and drive you to the doctor and I think it'd be fun, you know, driving Miss Daisy but like the cancer edition. I couldn't think of a movie that involved cancer. Uh Dallas Buyers Club, no, it's AIDS. AIDS and cancer are linked, I think. Yeah, they're the same thing. They're both a little gay. There's something inside you, you know? They're both involving a little bit of gayness. But um <laughs> Did I, you I like... think of a single movie with, with cancer. Going. There's that movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt I seen years ago. I remember that. I remember the picture because him and Seth Rogen are on the cover. I can't remember the name though. I'm looking it up. Because Joseph Gordon-Levitt actually had cancer. It's like based on a true story. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Fifty-fifty. Uh, it's called. Oh yeah, the fifty-fifty chance of surviving. Yeah. Yeah, what it's, it's based on a true story. It's based on um, Harry, no, sorry, me, not 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 um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt had cancer. Will Reiser, the the writer. Oh. Had cancer. Fucking um, yeah, that's a scary thing. I was thinking today about heart attacks, because like heart attack runs in my family. Like it's like how pretty much everyone in my family dies. Um. So like, I don't know. I was just reading about like what happens to you during a heart attack. It gave me a bit bit of a fright. Why? Just seems scary. <laughs> it is probably one of the better ways to go, though. You know, it's it, just depending on how long it takes. I guess like that and like a stroke and things like that. At least they're just fast, you know. Well, like you're in so much pain. I know, but for a few, like, imagine having cancer and going through, like, nine months of chemo, like, you know, that seems way worse than, like, fucking two and a half minutes of utter suffering, you know? Are your housemates having a big sesh? They're doing something, I don't know what exactly. Can we talk about your controversy with your housemates? Because I think it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, sure, I, I probably won't say too much, because I don't want them to overhear me. <laughs> Yeah, apparently Ken's housemates are absolute pricks. They like moved in and like they do no dishes. They do all they do is have massive whopper sessions in the house and just create noise and 
Ken yeah. texts them once to be like, yeah, oh, 9 a.m. lecture in the morning, would you want to keep it down? They start banging on the walls to not annoy him more. Yeah. They just seem like they're from hell. Yeah, it, it's the worst look I've had with, with a house. Um, You've had pretty nice house. You've had definitely kind of like... Um, I've had like housemates who I didn't like very much, but like yeah. none that were like complete not... fuckheads, yeah. Yeah, he just didn't get on. You've uh, also had people who are kind of prudes, but never like these this insane level. They, they, they were fine, like they were just a bit annoying. Yeah, they might come in in the morning and be a bit annoyed at us for having like one session, like six weeks, you know? Yeah. Where like now there's like a session every night, and we've even talked about it, you're getting assaulted. Like, <laughs> fucking, we, we've had guards come to the house. Over it, like and your wallet was nearly stolen, man. Yeah, that's that, insane. That's yeah. Just, that's I I I just be laying like traps all the time now, like putting cameras down and like trying to like put razor it. blades in my pockets. <laughs> Leave sweets now with razor blades in them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has to happen though. You know, you gotta teach these people a lesson. You know. Uh, the thing is, right? I messaged the um the um landlord about them. And she can't do anything because of COVID. You can't evict people. Um, Jesus Christ. So, like, I'm just kind of stuck. Can you get out, no? I can give out to them, but they won't do fuck all, like. But I'm saying, can you get out of the contract, no? Well, like, I've, I've paid in advance for the, like, until May. So, like, I could just leave. But, like, A, I don't want to, and B... Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm wasting my money if I do that. Yeah. Would you pay in advance again? No. Now, next year, I'm either going to try and live back where I was, or I'm going to move in with, like, people I know. Yeah. Because, like, it'll be my final year, and I'd want to have, like, a bit of peace and quiet. Mm. And not dealing with, like, first years. Imagine having final year... And we don't even um, fucking get to go out, man. That would be. I would be so mad. I would be so mad. Well, honestly, like that's gonna be it, though. Isn't it? We're not gonna be able to. Mm. I don't know. I think we've covered everything we need to cover, though, man. I think this is like long enough already. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going for like almost two hours. We're going for an hour and a half. I think we've done as much as we could possibly do. So yeah, that's been the the council of lads. I have to remember the name there. Um, I've been your host, Ken, joined by Sean. We'll have Darren on next time, hopefully. Um, we're, we're, we should probably mention that we're back on ULFM. We after a year without it, over a year, we're back. We're not in the studio. It's not allowed, but we are like going through them to do this which is handy it's handy because i'm not editing it anymore so like we actually have someone to do the editing that's not me because i wasn't very good at it um i don't think i was terrible i think we should try to get popular by trying to get cancelled we need a ul confessions post on us we should read your confessions in one of these and just like talk about them. Yeah, we should. That's a good idea. Uh, there's two UL confessions. There's an Instagram one and a Twitter one. 
they're not affiliated and the Instagram one's always in controversy because like apparently the dude who runs it's just a bit of a dickhead. Um, Can I just say, I think the Instagram wars, one is more melodramatic because more women use Instagram. Like, <laughs> I know the Instagram more... one, um, they're the ones who put up the poll about expelling the, the college court guys. That was the most scandalous. I think all the people who put up the poll should be expelled because that is like, I think their names should be taken down and sent to every HR rep in every, <laughs> in every like employer around the world. Anyone who signed that or created that to show that you are not, you're an antisocial person and you have no business working with other people and you should be institutionalized and not employed. Yeah. Uh, like, obviously, we, we don't condone the actions of the people in College Court. But snitches get stitches, and that's just how but it always is. I would say, like, expelling them is, like, a very large step. But even to go to expelling them, but to, to, to want them to be expelled so much, to want them to be punished so much you create a poll is sick. That is, like, <laughs> that's what sick people do, you know? That's, like... There's a, there's a petition going around to get them expelled as well, like a change.org job. Um... That fat guy who got arrested on office tits on Kent, like... He, oh, that's he, so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. He does not deserve to be... He deserves a medal. He, he is the <laughs> king of the search. That man found a way to be a set head. Even with, like, the outfit he had on, like, the white t-shirt <laughs> with the... Shorts. Shirt, like, he brought me back to a time that I'd forgotten, like... It was like going in, going into, like, a zoo and seeing a mammoth, like... You know, he brought me back to that, that's an the era that doesn't exist anymore. It's a video that would exist uh, during rag week with or without COVID. Is a man getting arrested at high off his shit on cat and just walking <laughs> away from My the cat. thing was him trying to like act natural for a second until he realized he, <laughs> like, he was just trying to walk. Like, yeah, I'm I'm clearly like off my tip, but yeah, I was yeah. at the set. Uh, <laughs> I, I like live here. <laughs> when he starts to realize he's in trouble, then he runs across the road and like these two bangers who were like half his weight just somehow subdue him i more think he fell over than anything i think he just kind of tripped and they just cut pounced on him As he, kind of, he, he didn't really seem to run anywhere but he was like running at a house as well like if he kept going he would have just killed himself like <laughs> he clearly had no him. plan he had no idea where he was <laughs> or what was going on he probably didn't even know they were guards he probably thought they were like fucking <laughs> doors doors <laughs> trying to chase him <laughs> I bet he was trying to take off. I bet he thought he, he could, if he ran fast enough, he could take flight. <laughs> just fly away. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen that video, um, I don't know where you'd even find it now, but it, it, it's a fucking brilliant video. We should put it in the description on top of this. Yeah, we should upload it. I think I'm going to make it to show on Instagram, and that will be our first post. Is, I think is... you should... Um, I think, like, you know, when... Clearly, we don't have any visual elements anymore, so it should just be that video on retainer playing constantly as we speak. <laughs> just every now and then, we just chuckle. We just see it. <laughs> he got he went to jail, man. He did. He he's being banned from entering Limerick. <laughs> he got caught with like I don't know, what did he get caught with. He got caught for breaking cover rules, and he got caught with like a ton of drugs on him. Yeah, I know yeah. the drugs was a big thing he got caught for because yeah. they can't ban you from Limerick for breaking social distancing guidelines. But yeah, he he yeah. had drugs. I I don't know if it was on his person, but he had drugs somewhere, like in his house or something, when they searched. 
because like he was clearly fucked out of his mind. Like so, they were like, right, he's a, he's he needs to be searched. <laughs> yeah, I say they were such pricks to him too. Like there wasn't an ounce of like, eh, you know, look, sorry, bro, we have to do it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, I'm curious to see what the what what will happen. Uh, with the college court guys, if 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 anything, uh, I know the U.S. said that they're definitely getting suspended, and some of them are facing expulsion. So we'll, what it'll be is interesting. What suspension going to do when we can't go to college anyway? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> so he did not log on to his online lectures for three He can't days. join the Zoom call. <laughs> He's just been given a ban. Like. But like, I I think we should make a counter petition to like replace Brown Thomas with a statue of him. <laughs> that should be that's the real petition you know like that is that's that's like a solid bro move you know i wasn't there i did i wouldn't have wanted to be there but i respect the people who were you know i respect their yeah their i wouldn't have wanted to be there like pre-covid like college court sessions are scary without without yeah. covid no i've never sessed in college court because i only like whiskey and i don't like the wicked and the wicked and heroin <laughs> I don't like the, the the combinations that go on in college court, but all the same, I respect the fact that they kept it up. You know, I like, I like it when, um, you know, like everyone's got a hobby, and these people's hobby has been banned. You know, they found a way to do it. Um, most of them were first years, I think. Uh, I remember, like that's that's just hearsay, I guess. Like there was no like source on that. I, someone made a point in it and got completely discounted, but I honestly believe it's it's a valid point. These are people who didn't get to have drinks after their leave insert. They didn't get to have a Debs. They didn't have to get to have a Freshers Week. They didn't get to have the chance to make any friends in college. They never got to attend college. They've had a hard time of it, and now they're getting like fucking shit on again for having one fucking impromptu party. That was the worst thing too. Is like, my dad's pretty good with COVID, but he was talking to people his own age, and they were saying, "Oh, the organizers, the organizers." And I was like, "Dad, there is no organizer. Yeah. This is just." Two houses started drinking cans and they got together and then another house saw it and they came over and then suddenly it went from 15 to 50 because people just kept coming out of their houses. That's all that happened. There was no fucking group page to plan this event like it. Yeah, it wasn't like a Facebook event. It was just a bunch of lads being retarded. That's what it always is and that's what it always will be. Yeah. Uh, Like, I I think the the term organizer is just kind of like... Dealer. it's, it's, It's just like one of those things where it's like... You're just looking to blame someone. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's no one really to blame. Like, there's no one person you could point to and be like, yeah, he organized it. It's like, maybe like this house started it. Like, they probably started the sesh. But that doesn't make everyone in the house organizers. Like, there's no. If you looked at that, that street party, there was no organization there at all. <laughs> there they were zero. <laughs> No, they just someone had fireworks, someone had drink, you know. It was just someone had like shitty techno blaring, but that's like college court, like to a T. I, I, I one, one, one thing that I do think we we should ban in the COVID age and keep it going is is techno. We should just ban it. What about die, man? No, all banned. <laughs> the one thing I would have liked to have seen though is um. If when the that one guard car pulled up, if the students had like turned on it and tried to, to, to try to attack it, what would they have done? Like, if the they just flipped the car. They lock him in like Joe like, Burton. If they'd use like the siren as like an extra techno beat and they just gotten on with it, you know? Just, uh, I will say them. like I'm I'm not living in Cochrane, but I, I live like maybe ten minutes away from it, and like I walk past it pretty often. There's always guards there. <laughs> 
There's just always carrots. Like, I don't know what they thought was going to happen. Like, I've seen guards, like, flash their lights at people in college court, like, pretty much every time I go past there, at, like, any time that isn't, like, 9 a.m. <laughs> like, yeah, and that was even pre-COVID. There was always guards in college court, like. Talking to old ones now who don't know anything about UL or structure, they're like, Oh, that college court place. It's like the Wild West. You know, it's like, like college courts is like, it's like a place I've known for like the last fucking couple of years. And now all these like old people are getting to know it. And it's like, the, it's like fucking the Chamber of Secrets. Like, you know, it's like a place that everyone's like forbidden from entering unless you want to do evil acts. It was, it was weird, like seeing RT like talk about college court. You know, that video of RT place and rubbish is fucking scandalous. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen the video, there's a video of, like, RT cameramen going around putting down rubbish in people's gardens to, like, video it. Um, news teams do that, like, semi-often. They will, like, because obviously the rubbish was cleaned up, like, the day after by, like, the guards. And I think, like, some of the people who were there, like, that was, like, their punishment was that they had to clean it up. Um, and, like, news teams will do that semi-regularly where they will plant stuff to be, like... They'll try and recreate it. You'll see it all the time if, excuse me, if you like work for a news team or whatever, you'll. It happens all the time where like they'll get like people to like cry on the camera who like had nothing to do with what's going on, and stuff. So like, I don't think it was like hugely malicious. It was just like. It, it was one of those things where you see it and you're just like, oh come on now. But it was also it 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 just fed a narrative, you know. You're just, there's definitely you say, people but, just want to blame college students, like especially, um, especially like especially now when things aren't going well. You know, it's like, oh, uh, you know, just the worst argument I hear too is with these anti-lockdown protests. Like, don't they know they're just going to extend the lockdown? No, they're fucking not. This thing's going on for as long as it's going on, regardless of the protests. You know, these protests. If, if a lot of people attended these protests, it's not gonna. It's it's not going to hinder our ability to get out of this. If like suddenly there was twenty thousand people in an anti-lockdown protest, the government would have to make some kind of a commitment to get out of this, rather than the government being like, oh no, big superstar, you know? Who's, yeah. People saying like these events are going to continue the lockdown. They're just not. The lockdown is. The, the government knows when this is ending, and they have it in their head now. It's probably like June twenty-first or something. They're going to end level five. And up until that point, they don't give a fuck what goes on. Like, the they're, world they're, is literally burned, and they don't Ver, care. Veracruz said they plan to lift for some restrictions in April. I would imagine that would be hairdressers and stuff. Um, schools and hairdressers, I think, will be opening soon. Just because, like, everyone's dying for a haircut. Uh, and, like, students aren't dying to get back to school, but, like, online schooling has been proven to not work. Like time and time again, like every, like I have um younger family members who are in secondary school, and they fucking hate online school. I'm in college, like I hate online, fucking college. Like it's it's the worst, and it's been proven time and time again that it it like grades have gone down hugely, in like the last year, and it's not because like people have gotten lazier. It's because the online college or like the online school and it's, it's just hard. And then it's hard. I don't really know why it's harder, but it just is. It's honestly, um, it's 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 just pointless. To, and then they're talking now about like sending kids to school for longer days to make up for the time they lost. Like yeah, they're, they're talking about giving them summer school. 
you're not going to retain a kid's attention by making him be in the building for an extra three hours. Like, I used to always shut off for the last, like, four classes. Yeah, like, I, I'm pretty sure, like, school goes on too long as it is anyway. Um, the other reason school goes on that long is because the working day is that long. And so, like, parents yeah. can't pick up their kids when they're at work. Like, there's no actual reason for school to be eight hours. It doesn't make, really make a whole lot of sense. Because, like you were saying, everyone shuts off at the end of the day. Like, yeah. you just, you want to get home, you're tired, you're hungry. You're bursting I for think, a shift. I, I think, honestly, like, you know, the, the people, some of the people at the lockdown protests, obviously they're, they're insane. But I think that's such a small minority that, like, it's, it's ridiculous the way we treat these people. You know, like, we treat them like they have no argument and they have a solid, like, there were some people there who were making the world a sense talking about the ridiculousness of the lockdowns. And, like, lockdown has almost become, like, you know, it, it's, it's almost strange to me now that we have to talk about lockdowns and COVID separately because both have different issues. You think like lockdown would just be an answer, but instead it just creates a, a whole very world of issues in itself, you know? Yeah, I, I would like to go to one of those lockdown protests, not to protest, but to like just see what the crack is, see what the type of people who are there as. Because like if you look at videos, like you see a lot of like brain dead idiots. And like yeah. obviously like there are some people there who are just like idiots. But I'm curious to see what the the kind of general vibe of it is. I'd like to go there as like a reporting outing you know yeah i think honestly like i wouldn't go there now because like i think honestly i'm not in a position either where i'm in a like there's people who are losing their businesses they spent their entire lives for they're the people who are really attending these but mm -hmm. you know i i if this went on until like july i think you'd see a lot of people going through that thing that you wouldn't expect you know i think if like this thing continues forever like like if, if if England opens up and we're still in some sort of like level three situation, there'll be a lot of people at that anti-lockdown protest that you wouldn't have imagined, you know. I think a fourth lockdown, you'd also see a lot of people, like if they moved out of this level five and then went back into it, um, mm -hmm. you would see a lot of people being like annoyed. So what I saw the other day, which almost speaks to how ridiculous the government is being. Mm hmm. It was a HSC ad saying how to, how to have safe sex, but it was in relation to how to have sex during COVID-19 times without catching COVID-19. Wear a face mask. <laughs> I, I didn't even read it, man. I just looked at it and I was like, this is like the hype video. Industry. And I'm like, this is just... What's going on? I'm scared. Oh my god. I was telling you about all the... Probably the PD and Ellis, wasn't it? You were, yeah. I was. I talked about in the hidden, the lost show now as well, where I'm saying that um, I haven't seen any of it myself, but you have, obviously. <clears throat> that there's graffiti like in Claire, uh, about like anti-lockdown. I like in Leash. I've seen none of it. I've seen, I've seen some stuff in Limerick, but it's like batshit, like fucking, like actual conspiracy theories about COVID. Where it's like yeah. COVID is like made up by the government or whatever to keep us in. Um, so like I haven't seen like the stuff where it's just like general anti-lockdown. I've only ever seen the mad stuff. Do you know what really annoys me too much is that um, if you talk to people and start talking about like just, um, like if you if you go to someone and you say 
It's very dangerous to give this much power to the government at any given time. People look at me like you're a fucking psychopath for thinking the government will ever abuse power. And we were actually, I was doing a reading for history there a few weeks ago, and the reading was essentially saying, the guy was saying, every generation has, the, has an arrogance to believe they won't make the mistakes of the generation gone back. Yeah. So, like, they just think, oh, you know, we'll just give away a lot of power to the government. It's not going to happen to us. And they have this arrogance of just, like, we've altered so much as a society um, in, 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 like, the blink of an eye. And what the guy was saying is the one thing that they never recognize is people are always people. And when you give a lot of power away, it's very difficult to take it back again. It's a long process, and it does not ever, it doesn't always work. Like sometimes residual things stay to them, or a lot of things stay with them. And it's, um, but people are just so willy nilly in Ireland to give it away. And if you even discuss the fact that it's dangerous to give it away, you're almost seen like a nut, you know? I think, again, this almost ties to the idea that, like, in Ireland, we think the government's, like, completely removed from us. So it's like we're not giving anything to the government. The government's just taking it because that's what you know. The government is is separate to us. I think it's it's such a fucking joke because like you you can't discuss like um you you can't discuss the possibilities of things under the, under that mindset. And you can't discuss well, you know, maybe we shouldn't allow them to um to do this. And you know, like, I remember one day there was a I I. I Obviously, Facebook is such a toxic place, and this isn't an example of how a lot of people think, but I'm sure, I'm sure it's an example of how some people think. There was a lot of sentiment in the kind of newspaper articles on Facebook and Instagram and all that saying, can we not ban these protests? Why why can't we make this illegal? And it's such a dangerous line of thinking that people are going down that we, we should ban freedom of um, freedom, uh, freedom of gatherings, you know? We should ban, like, people gathering under protest of the government, you know? Mm. And like people, like people, like the government was coming out saying they don't agree with the, the anti-lockdown protest against them, and people were like, "Yeah, that's that's a good point. We shouldn't, you know, it's like they're coming out saying people protesting us is bad, and the people are saying, yeah, that is bad. Let's stop. You know, it's it's a very like weird time. It's it's I don't know. I I don't like the idea of banning protests. Um, like. Agree or disagree with them. It's never been good. Yeah. Like, agree or disagree, it, it gives the government, like, the the precedent to do that for any protest, future, like, protest, um, that, that they don't like. And usually the government doesn't like most protests. So, like... The thing is, is it's always good when it works in your favor. Like, if you're in favor of the lockdowns and you think it's a super spreader and you're like, oh, we should ban this, the government should get on it. But then when it becomes an issue is when five years down the line you're in some anti-fox hunting protest and the government says you can't gather because fox hunting's legal and you have to deal with it, you know? That's mm. when then you're like, wait, wait a second, you know, and that's not how it should go. It should be, but people don't have the forethought. They don't think about it. They're like, yeah, you know, I don't like this now, so fuck that now, and then later I'll deal with that. And then they, they get caught up in it later, and then they're like, well, I didn't think of that, you know? It was a great um, a great story I heard once about this. There was this campus that um, wanted to ban hate speech. It was a, a college campus, and it was supported by all these different groups, yeah? Uh -huh. And um, one of the groups it was supported by was the Zionists because they um, they were sick of people talking shit about them and everything, you know? Yeah. So everyone voted on it, and then two years later, 
all of the groups that voted voted that Zionism was hate speech and to ban Zionism. And yeah. then there was a massive issue with everyone was like, what the fuck? You can't get, you know, you, you just turned the thing that we helped you pass on us. And it's a great story of just, that's what always happens in these situations. Is you give the power away to someone who isn't you and they will disagree with you eventually and then you will be caught out and you will be fucked. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, but I think we'll end it there. I think we kind of said everything. Uh, that we're going to say without repeating ourselves. Rise up, people of Ireland. Helen <laughs> <We want laughs> and me are holding a march in, uh, in College Court on the 27th of March, and it's going to be called Sesh or Death. And we are going to... We're not going to speak at it because that's fucking... That's way too up our own hole. Yeah, we we're just going to drink cans. We will be handing out Kerpakis but only 10, because that's all I can afford on my current weekly budget. <laughs> Karpaki and Dutch Gold when, when the Karpaki runs out. The Dutch Gold may be empty and filled with water, but it is still got some residual, residual taste, and I will admit... There, there might be some Galahad. Might be able to get a bit of Galahad in there. And look, I'm not saying anything, but what I'm saying is there might be a ketamine Easter, hug, Easter egg hunt. <laughs> we may, <laughs> we may hide ketamine around the woods of College Court and do a big Easter egg hunt and one of us may dress up as a bunny and at the end of it I reckon we storm Arthur, Arthur Tron. We I reckon the, the one speech we should have is from Ketlegs we just have him talk <laughs> is that his name? well I don't think it's his fucking Christian name but <laughs> but is that what he's been dubbed or? yeah Ketlegs is that the guy? Who's that? Is that the guy who tried to run? That's the guy who tried to run, yeah. What a hero. <laughs> I don't know. He should get on stage and we should bring the guards who arrested him back. And he should try to run again. If he makes it, he gets to keep the cash. <laughs> Alright, so we did right. enough. We did enough. We did almost two hours. We did, actually, we did two hours. So we're going to love you and leave you. And uh, play us out, Jimi Hendrix. No, we can't do that anymore. All right. Bye-bye.